This is the Neds NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Ye, Chris Gary, and Jared Timms. G'day, punters. Welcome to episode four of the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. You've enjoyed us enough to welcome us back into your ears for the best part of a month now. We thank you dearly for it. My name is Jared Timms. As always, I'm joined by two greats of Brisbane based rugby league themed betting. Broadcasting, JYY and Chris Gary. Gentlemen, welcome. Hello, boys. Uh, For another week. We need to be better at punting, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Speak for yourselves. I've gotten two legs home now. Oh, you may. We're a team, mate. That's why it's called a team. You're not individual here. Yeah, no, more than fair. Look, we've got round three fallout, round four previewing, hot takes, betting, everything in between this week. Let's rip straight into it. I think this is a pretty obvious one to start with, guys. Mitch Barnett being sent off for one of the bigger brain snaps I can certainly remember. I wrote this down because I didn't want to get any of it wrong. The judiciary has accepted that he did not intend to injure Chris Smith, but they rejected his claim that he did not see him until the last minute. I think this is absolutely wild. It reminds me of a weaker version of what Danny Williams did. Remember that famous Danny Williams, one that saw him, yeah, pretty much his career out here ruined, go overseas. Six weeks, a fair sentence? I Look, I... Don't know the bloke personally, uh, and I would go into bat with for him if I did know him. But I think I've heard there's been previous uh, incidents as well in a lo- in lower grades. So it's, I mean, six weeks is a long time in the game of rugby league. It's a long time to get flogged uh, in fitness, be sitting in the uh, you know in the rehab room with a lot of those other players. So you know, I thought it was going to be closer to ten, but. Yeah, it's if you boys think it's suffice. I mean, what are your thoughts? Chris? I, I think it's six is about right. I would have been anywhere six to eight felt right to me. Um, but some of the things you just mentioned, honestly, what pisses me off is just the match review committee in general. Nelson, big Nelson, gets off for what to me I could see intent. Yeah. I know you can't prove that, but they'd had a running skirmish with the Eels forward whose name I can't pronounce, and it boiled over. And Nelson lined him up, and I know he was falling, and that's what the match review committee said he was falling. And that does happen. Clearly, you go to make a normal tackle, someone falls in your arm, it happens. But he lined him up. He but deserves six weeks. It's well. a swinging arm. Yeah. It's a swinging arm. So nothing good comes when you swing your arm in, in t- intent like that. It's to the back of the head as well, Nelson. I don't want to get too far on his bad side because I've seen him fight in Bali once. <laughs> uh, and I am a heavyweight, so there'll be probably chats about this. Maybe me and him uh, getting in the ring now. But yeah, can we set that up? No, what are the odds on that, Nets? Nets sponsored a NRL boxing Let's night move at on, the start gentlemen. of last year. There is precedent here. Yeah, he should have got off Nelson then. He should have been <laughs> yeah. clean on. Yeah. What a great bloke Nelson is. No, but I think the fine stuff is – it's. Yeah, you're taking the piss a little bit, you know. Yeah, the fines. He probably should have sat on the wet couple, uh, done a couple of weeks on the sidelines. As an ex-player, Gerald, does this happen? This sort of thing happen more than we actually know. I mean, obviously, a high contact sport. Not everything gets caught on camera. Yeah, I think in the, uh, you know, in the gist of the game, there's probably plays where you know someone won't lay down and they'll get up and play the ball quickly. I'd say it happens in Origin a lot, uh, and it's so weird how our game works, right? You. You know, you can do something like that in a game of Origin, but if it happens in the NRL game, you know, they, they, they'll pull it up. Um, I mean, I do love that. That's what I love about Origin and that's why I love to play in the game. But it is something that probably happens more rather than, than not. And uh, I reckon this incident 
is going to bring a lot more eyes on how we see. And I, I can I can say this, boys. This weekend, there's going to be a lot more penalties and a lot more fines hand out. Yeah, and that's what frustrates me too. Because then you get something like Magic Round last year. Remember that crackdown that lasted for seventy two oh. hours? <laughs> yeah. It was utterly ridiculous. And the NRL is such a reactive governing body. Um, instead of actually having strategies, they just react. Yep. Yep, with you. Absolutely. Well, of course, we're only three weeks into the new season. Pretty rare for only one team to remain undefeated after three rounds. And look, they've lost a few key players to other clubs already. They've had some very key players, Nathan Cleary, Brian, out with injury. There's been no premiership hangover at all. Is Penrith just going to go through undefeated and win again? Well, I think they're the real deal. I don't think we can pass that. And and, and they've they've passed the test of, you know, not having that hangover of being champions. So, I mean, Chris, you'd have a, a fair say in this to say that they probably will go close to, you know, probably only losing maybe three or four this year, the way they're playing footy. They've got through a couple of handy teams early uh, in the mix and, with uh, the inclusion of Nathan Cleary and Brian To'o back, I think they're going to be very, very hard to beat uh, in the coming rounds. I mean, who is actually going to challenge them? Melbourne Storm maybe again, but I'm still not sold on them as if they're going to be as good as they were a couple of years ago. So I totally agree with Jarrell. I can't see them losing more than four games. I'm just wondering who's out there that's going to jump out of the box. It's not the Rabbitohs. It's not the Roosters. Is it really Storm? Is there only competition? Is it the Eels? Um, you know, look, even at, it? even at Origin time this year, I don't know who they'll lose to. I mean, they're proving now that they can do it without Origin players, and that's and that's the way you become successful in this in this game in this competition is making sure your good players. Uh, you know, go to those teams, Origin teams, and still have great depth. Uh, the Broncos. You know, did it for years back in the day. Struggled, you know, in the last probably seven or eight, ten years. But if someone like Penrith can still have that young youth that come through, which we know they do, they have some of the greatest young um, young players coming out of the game at the moment out there in the West. So they're going to be very, very hard to beat. I actually think a, a team like the Sharks at Cronulla at Shark Park. Would, could probably beat them because the way they're playing under Craig Fitzgibbon at the moment, I, I like the look of them. Nico Hines just looks like a star he's as hot. well. I, I think he's going to win the tally. He looks now. sexy. If, if he <laughs> holds the ball, he's like a bloke. He's yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah. Yeah, he really is the complete package, isn't and, he? And you know Good what? footballer as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? He's thriving away from Melbourne. When do we ever see someone leave apart from – you know, so it be Cooper Cronk and go to the Roosters under Uncle Nick. But <laughs> someone like Nico Hines, who we knew had talent, but you always see them leave a team like Melbourne Storm and, and fail. He's definitely shut all those haters down very quickly. And it's, it's a nice thing to see. I'm a big fan of him. I love his hair. It looks like he's always got moisturiser or something yeah. in it, doesn't he? Very jealous of his hair. The flowing <laughs> locks. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah, upon wait a time. we start filming these <laughs> in round six. <laughs> Chris, you took yourself along to the footy for the first time this season on the yeah, weekend? On, on the beers, a rare time. Probably the first time in oh, maybe seven years. I've been to the footy as a pure punter. Oh, oh, wow. I was going to say the beers. I was like, lying. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> Queensland derby, of course. You want to have a bit of a chat? Yeah. Well, it's actually, look at this great segue. Nico Hines. The Broncos had the chance to sign him for this year. They chose <laughs> Kurt Capewell. Um, not only did they choose Kurt Capewell over him, they paid Kurt Capewell about 100k more than they were going to pay Nico Hines. So Nico, the Bronx valued him about 
450. Sharks came in with an offer about 600. There was never a choice from for Nico after that. In fact, Nico, I'm sure he'll never admit this, but I understand he felt a little bit let down and, and felt, I don't know, I guess frustrated by the Broncos process. Um, so would the Broncos be a better team this year if Nico was their 5'8 instead of Kurt Capel in the back row? Yes, they would be. Um, this leads to the other issue, Jake Turpin at hooker. I, I, it's a problem area, I think. I think it's the biggest issue for Brisbane right now. I was at the game on Sunday. Jake is a great guy, a great all-effort player. They need more out of that position. The big issue, though, is that the Brisbane Broncos also have the most talented teenage hooker in Australia, a guy called Blake Moser, who is probably not going to be ready until 24. So that poses this awkward situation that they can't really get a big-name player in because Blake might go elsewhere. Blake Moser is absolutely a superstar. He will be uh, he will be playing Origin by 2025. That's how good he is. So, yeah, they're in an awkward situation. That's the big issue I saw out there at the game on Sunday is that Jake Turpin's spot and talking to people after the game and the next day, everyone was going, why didn't the Broncos just push the button on Nico Hines? Mm. Hindsight's a beautiful thing, Chris. Um, <laughs> I think... In when I when I look at this and and I you know digest this, you're taking someone who's won a premiership, uh, who's a who's a back row who's won a premiership, played Origins, and we talk about that Melbourne, you know that thing with Melbourne, them leaving Melbourne and not thriving. I think that was a big factor in what the Broncos sought in their mind. Um, I don't know if it came down to money. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know behind the closed doors type of stuff. You could understand that. I, I don't think it would have. I mean, they, they, they probably got a little bit um, showing that they did play over 100K more for uh, the big fella. And um, look, I think round three is probably a little bit too soon to go, yeah, we did do the wrong thing. But, you know, after round 10, if, we, if we're in the same position and we haven't won a lot of games, then... I'll, I'll tip my hat to you and no, say yes. Look, and and Kate, Kurt Capel is a great player. I yeah. think he's excellent. I think he's a really good player. It's just that back row spot. Do Broncos really need it? They, they've got some good players. Well, they've got like TC and Bre- Brendan Priyakura, who's yeah. not fit yet. Um, you know, TC Rabadi, like you spoke about, Jordan Ricky, who is coming through. You're probably right. But they also needed a lot of leadership as well. And I felt like, Kate, you know, Capes was probably that guy for Penrith at times last year as well. He stood up in the big moments at Origin. He stood up for them at Penrith. So it was probably a no-brainer at the time, you know, when they pushed, didn't get the opportunity to get Nico. Um, does that mean they're not in the searching for another half, five, eight in the future? You know? They need one or they need yeah. a hooker because they need some of that creativity around the ruck. Um, and Adam Reynolds didn't have a very good game and, and I think that's in part... It hurt on the service. weekend, mate. Yeah. It hurt on the weekend to sit there. I, was in, I went... I stayed for 20 minutes of the game, but then I left. Not because they were losing. I just had to get home, but I got home and didn't realise the score was going to be like that when I got home. <laughs> it was tough to watch. You've still got end. a lot of mates at the Broncos, JYY. Is Jake Turpin a bloke that you know very well? Oh, I do know Turps very well. I haven't spoken to Turps since sort of, you know, I've left the club a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't even be able to give you what sort of a vibe he's feeling at the moment um, there and uh, so he's yeah. just an undersized lock to me like you can't question his effort strong defender all that I just they just need someone more creativity it's tricky though because who could they get Damien Cook's off contract at the end of 23 do you make a play for him but then as I said you've got this Blake Moser kid who might be annoyed and as um, Gerard can tell you players they get frustrated quickly these days if they don't get the opportunity they want and they want the money like yeah. it's unfortunate these kids want the money they want it they, you know, there's very rarely when you'll find a kid that goes, I want to be a one-club player these days. Uh, 
And when you find one, you got to keep them. Um, you know, Adam Reynolds was one at the Rabbitohs. They didn't, they weren't able to keep him. You know, you can tell after a couple of rounds, they were struggling without him as well. So, let's hope that uh, you know, obviously Ben I can be in that role and doing his job right, then they'll get them in and they'll get them right. And, and just finally, just a bit of feedback from last week. Obviously, we spoke about Payne Haas and one thing um, that was made clear to me is that Payne is absolutely not just chasing money. Yes, it's a part of it. But a big thing that came through to me from the few conversations I had was Payne wants to go to a top four club and that will be just as important to him if he does leave the Broncos as money. Yeah, right. huge. That's, that's, I think that's a big play as well. I mean, you, you see a lot of these young Broncos players who I've played footy with go there through their careers and thought, you know, we'd win a grand final here. And unfortunately, that hasn't been the case. And I love the club, you know, to the death. I, I, I love them so much. But at the moment, you know, we, we're not a top four club. And if, you know, if Payne wants to go somewhere else because of that reason, then he's got every right to. All right, boys, plenty to look forward to in the round ahead. Let's talk about betting. The weekend's footy through the eyes of the punters with all the numbers, trends and odds you need to know. This is The Offload. All right, well, the punters absolutely loved the form guide fondler last week, so let's stay with that. <laughs> Welcome back, Ryan Cook. Thanks, guys. You've hit me with that again this week, Timothy. Wasn't expecting it, but Have yeah, you sued him for defamation? It. Yeah, that's, that's a beautiful name. You just well, my family listens to this show. Yeah. <laughs> 23 rounds to go. Hello, <laughs> Cook family. All right, Ryan, we're going to kick off with a don't argue again this week. I'm really excited about it because I think this bloke that you've uh, you've zeroed it in on here it's going to be an absolute world better. 100%. And he's a guy that I had earmarked at the start of the season. And I really wanted to mention him on our first show because I, I thought he was going to be in for did a really you? big year. But I didn't know because, you know, we don't tip winners on this show. You remember <laughs> that? Um, um, yeah, so no, he looks uh, – Jeremiah Nanai, by the way, guys. We'll, we'll get the name there. Um, he looked sensational on debut against the Tigers last year. And he's really risen through the grades in um, impressive style. So – Anyone that's been remembering him, uh, that's followed him right through his his rise, would remember that he scored a hat-trick for Queensland Country under-16s. And then he scored a hat-trick against the Broncos last Sunday, paying $23. Probably the biggest game of his life. He was also paying $4 any time and then $21 for the first try scorer. So, Chris, I'll ask you, do you think he stays at the Cowboys? Raised in Cairns, but... Uh, born in New Zealand. Lock it in, absolutely. Long term, who knows, but he'll resign for at least two years. Um, they're not going to let him get away like they did Viliame Kikau, Kalen Ponga, Brandon Smith, I could go on. Um, so careers, <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys <Please> fans. <laughs> um, yeah, they've learned some real valuable lessons from that back end of the Paul Green era. Absolutely. So we're getting $3.50 any time for him against the Roosters on, uh, on, Sunday, on Saturday night in Townsville. So another really great value play. Um, just moving ahead to punters, pals. Cody Walker any time. Uh, another great fill-up for him, for anyone that backed him last week. He's now scored a try in each of his last four home games against the Roosters. Was paying $4 on Friday night. Um, and he scored in three of his last four games against the Panthers last year, including the grand final. So we're getting $3.60 for him Oof. this week. Any, any nice. thoughts on uh, the Rabbitohs guys? Gerald, any, yeah. where's, where's the confidence meter at the moment on a scale of 1 to 10? For them, I honestly genuinely thought they were going to go 0 and 4. I honestly did. I thought it was going to be a tough challenge for them against the Roosters and even tougher tougher to have the, the grand final rematch. But, I mean, they found some form last week. Uh, I think they used Cody in a very different way than what they were used to. Uh, they didn't use him at the back. They used him a lot of trails on the insides, which – Showed because that's how he scored his meat pie on the weekend. And I, I got a feeling that Jace Demetrio has got a few tricks up his sleeve, and especially for this big game. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, another name that's often goes forgotten is Anari Tawala. Uh, he's now scored in eight of his last ten games after Ooh. finding the stripe in garbage time against Penrith last Saturday. He scored two tries against Cronulla in round 22 last year, including the first less than a minute into the game. So we're getting $2.40 for him any time this week. And I also mentioned Golden Point uh, last week, and it's again been a massive fill-up. Second week in a row that a game's gone to extra time. $16 for Storm and Eels to go to Golden Point and then $3 for Parramatta to win. So just another PSA for the punters out there. It's a market to keep an eye on. My thoughts on, just circling back to Souths before, my thoughts on that is I'm absolutely taking the $3.60 for Cody Walker. He's absolutely built for games like that. That seems like outstanding value to me. Have you got any tips for us for round four? I do, guys. So Stephen Crichton, uh, he scored a try in each of his last last four games against South Sydney, including a pretty crucial one in the grand final last year. $2.50 any time. Dean Iremont. Bulldogs have given up only six tries this year, but they've all come down the right-hand side. We're only getting $1.85 here anytime. But he had a few tackle breaks against the Bunnies two weeks ago and then ran for over 100 metres against Parramatta last week. So really promising kid. And the other one I really like is uh, David Nofaluma. Titans have given up 13 tries this year, nine down the right-hand side. He scored in four of his last five games against Gold Coast, so $2.15. Um, I'll throw this open to the panel. What do we make of the Titans? Because to me, it's the same story as last year. They're blowing leads. They're in a lot of high-scoring games and just coming up short. Now they've got injury concerns with Jaden Campbell and potentially Brimson also out. Defensively, that's their issue. I mean, they can score points. We know that. We've seen it. They scored points against some great teams all last year, even the start of this year. But they're not defending well. And... Defense defense wins you competitions. We all know that. It's been... It goes back a long way. So... If they can fix up defensively, uh, I think they'll go a long way. But right now, they're still struggling to hold any team out. And, and I don't know if they have any strong defenders. They have some strong defenders. I just don't know if their roster even has the defenders they need. They should go to the market for more defensive-minded players, especially in the outside backs. So uh, they're very frustrating. I will say this. The Titans tend to start each season slow and get better as the season goes on. If you had to pick one of the Queensland teams, who would you say is going to finish the year? Highest on the ladder. Oh, well, <laughs> I, mean, I still think it's actually the Broncos. I don't think, and I actually think none of the three will make the eight. Yeah, I think the Titans have the most potential. Each year, though, certainly for the last three, they've had an outstanding team on paper. They just don't, like Chris touched on before, they just don't put it together at the start of the season. They leave themselves too much work at the end. They snuck into the finals last year. They probably should have beaten the Roosters in the first week. I think on that trajectory, they should make it. But, I mean, the whole point of what we're talking about here is that you just can't trust them, can you? No, the confidence meter is very low, that's for sure. Uh, moving on to if you're not first, you're last. So mm-hmm. another mixed bag of first try scorer results, guys. Uh, three losses for the book. Sione Katoa saluted as the favourite at $8 against the Dragons on Thursday night. His second try of the season, and it seems like he's heating up a little bit now, but a, a few really rough results followed. James Tamo, $67 against the Warriors on Friday night. Just the third time he scored the first try in 287 career appearances. Um, and we will talk about him a little bit later because we had a massive bet on him that got me quite excited. Uh, Cameron Ooh, Murray. Exciting. Very excited. <laughs> Cameron, Cam, Cameron Murray uh, also got up against the Roosters paying $41. Um, and Brandon Wakeman scoring 
less than a minute in against Manly. Timsy, thoughts on that? No, no, no. $41? Did you get a piece of that? Thoughts will be moving on. <laughs> I've actually, yeah. We've actually flew under the radar again this week of talking about your Manly Seagulls. So one week we're going to have to pizzle them because they're not going that long. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the longest we've gone without mentioning them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, well, in the first few weeks I was optimistic and I worked them into the intro as much as possible and I think we've all noticed that I didn't do that yeah, today. So. Very quiet now. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Uh, a few tips just looking ahead. I do like Ronaldo Mulatalu. Uh, he scored the first try. Absolutely. scored the first try in three of his last four games at Shark Park. And he's also scored the first try a couple of years ago against the Knights. $7.25 favourite on Friday. And I also look, like Corey Oates, 17-time uh, First try scorer in his career, if you don't mind. Scorey Oates. Scorey Oates, as he's better known. Uh, and he scored the first try in three of his last six games against the Warriors. $8.25 favourite. Um, is this a, a must-win game for the Warriors, do you think, guys? Yeah, uh, I don't know. What are the expectations for the Warriors? I don't think they're going to make the eight. I mean, I don't think Nathan Browns, unless they do make the eight, is going to see out the season. So, um, I, I don't know if must win is the right term. They were pretty ugly last week in a win. Um, I just think they don't have the cattle, honestly. Do you think they're going to rush Sean Johnson back just to try and salvage something? Or? Yeah, maybe if they were playing in New Zealand they would. Um, they do go back there pretty soon. But July 5th. Yeah, so mm. I, I think it's more about once they get back to New Zealand having some really good performances at the back end of the year and, and really being a top eight team next year. I think they've done very well, all, all things considering during these COVID times, to actually hang around the fringe of the eight. Well, anyway, we do have to. We we do loathe them a lot as a as a competition. I mean, you know, if they didn't make these sacrifices that they have, um, honestly, away from family, friends, and not playing in front of their crowd for two years, uh, I'll give them a bit of a rap because I couldn't do it. I'd be I'd be asking to go to another team. It would be tough for me to be away from my family for that long. I know they've got some family here, but you know they they haven't been home for a long time to see. Uh, you know, some of their family as well. So I've got big raps on on them. I don't think they win this weekend, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, futures forecast, guys. So we're looking back to Parramatta, a team that I think is going to be fluctuating a lot in the market. So they're $10 back into $7.50 to win the premiership after their golden try win over the storm. Uh, did any one of you guys have them as a top four team this year? Uh, I think they will actually. Jarrell and I discussed this in a video yeah. for social at the big eating of the week, and it's free content, honestly, because every time you say anything bad about Parramatta, Bang. every fan clicks out of clicks there. galore. Yeah, wow, wow. Yep. The amount of times I've been called a flog by people on Facebook this week. Yeah, I had huge. them as a, I had the eels as a smoky for the GF. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll make the four absolutely. But the point that I was making too is that we've just got to see it before until we believe it. Yeah, no, we could see it before we believe it. I beg your pardon. Now they make it that far every year and there's specials to go out mm. in straight sets. So yeah, I just I honestly think BA has done everything he possibly can to get that team to where they need to be and they've got to do the rest now because I think it's on him like it's going to be on him at the end of the day. And we if if he doesn't succeed this year and go closer then we don't probably don't see Brad Arthur at the He's got to make the GF yeah. or be very unlucky and in that's, the prelim. And you know what for us to even say that and talk about that right now into what you have to do to be stay as a coach, we're taking the piss, right? Like he's done everything possible to keep that side, and he's and he's constantly doing. It. But if you take Parramatta back, you know what? Seven years, six years ago, they were they were busters. They were busters. So 
I think he's done a great job. I think he's got a hard job on his hand if he gets the arse after. But it's, it's one of those things. He could get the arse and find a new team in two weeks. That's how good yeah. of a coach he is. Yeah, but sometimes if, you, if you're taking a team, he's been there for several years, you take to a team to a certain point and you keep treading water at that point, it's time to find a new direction as well. Well, he might just have more of a chance of being like a madge mate. Yep. And not doing anything <laughs> and, just, and, and just going, yeah, I'm just here, boys. I'm just, you know, I've got my floaty on in the deep end. <laughs> Let the water out now when you're ready. Ryan, we absolutely potted the Cowboys in week one and they've been flying ever since. Have you got anything on them? The second placed Cowboys. Don't <laughs> get it wrong here, Timothy. Uh, $101 wow. into $51 to win the premiership and they're also $5 into $3.75 to make the eight. Who's betting on them to win the premiership? How does this happen? There's a lot of people in North <laughs> Queensland yeah. that have a lot of cattle and a lot of money, Chris. Apparently so. <laughs> a- another team that we've spoken about in lengths on this podcast is the Tigers. So they're $2.50 into $2 in our most losses market. New Zealand's also gone $3.25 out you to $5.50. Wooden spoon, whatever you want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool yeah. Um, <laughs> does, does Madge see out the season? Like I've, I Just said quickly. it at the start and I'll say it again. He doesn't make round 10. He, he won't – he will not make round 10. And that's that's nothing against who he is as a person. Like I said, I have been to a lot of coaching clinics that he has done and he is an exceptional coach. But it's just not working at the West Tigers and they need to either cut, get rid of him and, and move on and start again with – and let Tim Sheens take on the year or, or someone because he looks – more and more like Woogie off Mary. Um, what's something about Mary? <laughs> Every time he coaches, he's just get, You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> he's losing his hair. He's oh, he's. It's a lot of stress to be at the West. Uh, I've actually got a bit of a swimming against the tide in our multi later involving the Tigers, but I completely agree with Jarrell. He won't see it to round ten. Um, Here's the thing, though. Defensively, they were pretty good last week. More than 90% tackle efficiency. So there are some things about the Tigers that are, that are building slowly. Match won't be there to see it. But for, do, you to reckon, come to do you reckon the board's going, 90% defence, boys? Yeah, exactly right. for another couple of weeks. <laughs> exactly right. It's, it's, it's a tough one to talk about, but I think he is. Yeah, I completely agree. He's not going to last the season. No way. Guys, I just want to get... Gerald, particularly, I want to get your thoughts on State of Origin. So Queensland, $2.75 underdogs. What do you think about Thurston and Smith joining Slater as assistant coach? Thurston, Smith, Slater, Josh Hannay, Nate Miles, Alan Langer. I'm salivating. <laughs> like, And you know what? Paul Kent overnight has come out and gone, they haven't won anything as coaches yet. I'm glad he said coaches yet because I was going to say, Kenty. You're taking the piss, mate. Like, <laughs> I, I genuinely know what Billy Slater is like. I've been, I've, I've, I've been with him in Australian sides. I've been with him in Oregon. The, the attention to detail that this man has into his game is amazing. He, he single-handedly coached me into my, you know, my games as a, as a winger for, for Queensland and for Australia. So to say that he doesn't, he doesn't know how to coach... I think it's a. I think it's far from. He knows what he's doing. Uh, they've got definitely got the right man for the job because uh, it's not just about coaching in that team. You got to have an aura about you. Uh, you know. They they, you just you you look at someone like Wayne Bennett. He's not the best tactical coach there is, but you'll play for him, and that's what they did in the year that they told him that that they weren't going to win. So, look. I love that we're getting this heat and that we're the underdogs. Once again, each year, and I don't know how we become the underdogs because 
How many of the underdogs like when you went around? I don't know. This is what I mean. This is going to be the year for New South Wales. The last 20 years, we have just been had this tag of being the underdogs. And you know what? Chris, there's a lot of your mates do this. You know, like, we'll take it. Did you, know you ever, we'll did you ever peg them as the underdogs, Chris? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, are you a Queensland fan? Yeah, is I'm, that why? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, you know, I'm a Kiwi, but came here when I was five. Yeah. So. We'll claim you, mate. Come on. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. So I remember Gordon. I was telling Gordon Tallis I was a Queenslander, and he said, "Aren't you a Kiwi?" And I said, "Yep." And he's like, "No, nah, you're not a Queenslander." <laughs> I said, mate, I've been here since I was five. You he's know like, what? He's passionate about yeah. that as well. Like, he's yeah, very he's like, passionate. I don't care. I don't care. You're not born here and you've got to be born and bred. I'm like, all right, mate. I'd love to hear his take on Brad Thorne, (laughs) who he would have gone around with, and PJ Marsh, who he would have gone around with. They've had a few run-ins before, but that's that's for another podcast. But but just just on that, you know, these New South Wales types have, um, you know, memories. Remember Brad Fittler at the Roosters? Let's not, like, honestly, his coaching career was awful, the Roosters. Mal Meningo at Canberra, not good. So origin is different. It's totally different. You don't need to be a clipboard master. How much coaching is there? Because obviously we're talking about the elite players here at Origin. How much coaching actually goes on behind the scenes? You, Might be a silly question. I'm, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm not even lying to you. And if you haven't figured this out as a, a rugby league fan, there is none. You go into that camp and it is crisp, clean. It's all about preparation. It's not about what they're going to teach you. You already know what you're doing. You're there to do a job. You get picked because you're the best of the best. You're not going to teach the best of the best even more. You sharpen your tools, yeah, but you don't get taught more. I guarantee you that the reason why Bill's there is because tactically he's smart. To have someone like Cameron Smith in your corner as well, very probably the smartest rugby league player to ever walk this earth when it comes to breaking down teams on the field. I can guarantee you he's got a plan to break down New South Wales uh, when he's a coach. So Jonathan Thurston, you know, we all know him from his lovely laugh in, in his game away from playing, but he is tactically a genius as well. Don't underestimate these guys, and I hope people do. I, I, I love it, and this this is just not about how you coach. These, these boys, they're going to be up because the people who are in front of them and the people who are standing there five minutes before they walk out telling them what to do, and that's those three. And it's also part of the reason Paul Green um, stepped away this year is that he didn't connect with the team. He's a great coach, Paul Green, but as I understand, some of the players felt he was too much theory-based. There wasn't that connection. Um, obviously, he played for Queensland a little bit, but he didn't have the aura, and there was no connection with the playing group. As Jarrell says, that connection is critical. All right, Ryan, fill us with confidence. What bloody good bets did we take in round three? Let's get back to Tamu, guys. So probably my favourite bet of the podcast so far. $700 to score the first try, paying $67. That return just under $47,000. Absolutely ludicrous gambling. Absurd. What type of man, woman, does that? How many times did you say it scored first in 270 odd uh, games? I think or it was two or three. It's very, yeah, absolutely very incredible. Uh, Bravo to that punter. Oh, That's no, ridiculous. Hat goes off to him for sure. He's in the Hall of Fame. We might have to start a Hall of Fame or something like that. <laughs> we that, won't beat it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All a shame. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd be in that one. But, um, we also had 15k on the Panthers to cover minus nine and a half. Plenty of people taking full advantage of our two dollar lines. Um, and another strong live bet for the second week in a row. 2k on the race. At fifteen dollar halftime, no, ones. they were trailing twenty two to four. Oh. So this fifteen k serious balls. This one, yeah. Who wins Saturday's game, Manly or Canberra? 
Manly. Yeah, definitely Manly. Manly, we're back to Brookvale Oval. Yeah. I mean, I know I sound biased every time that I talk about them, but Manly are 100% a confidence team. Last year, it took them five. I know Turbo wasn't there, but they won their first game by grinding out a win over a pretty mediocre Warriors side without Turbo. He And they won. That He came back and they won nine in a row or something like that. They're absolutely a team that play with confidence. I don't think it matters that the Bulldogs aren't a particularly good team this year. I think what that will have done for Manly's confidence just cannot be understated. And I've just created a rule for myself. I'm not betting on the Raiders at all this year. I just think they're rocks and diamonds. Heart, completely unpredictable team. I asked you last week if you were confident on the Raiders. I was. You said no. <laughs> no, no. Last week I tipped them. I thought they'd Oh, that's yeah. right. You did too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, my bad. I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to back them this week. I'm going I'm to oh. back them. Because the only re- – look, I'm, my, my best mate plays for them, long neck, D- DCE. And I just don't. Like, honestly, right now in the competition where they are and even the win on the weekend, it was pretty ugly. And I, I purely to try and get back to in the tipping comp that I'm in <laughs> with my family, I don't want to be in the shame, uh, the hall of shame with them. <laughs> I have to. I'm tipping them because I'm, I, I need to be back. <laughs> so I'm tipping them. Moving on, guys. Mad Maltese. Uh, we had a nice little same gamer on the Rabbitohs and Roosters game. Souths oh, one to twelve. Dirty to me. <laughs> Tupo to score. Walker to score. Mitchell to score. Oh, Johnston yes. and then Cameron Murray anytime. So he put down just over five hundred and three dollars. A really random kind of number. But then walked away Clearly with the account that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then just, then just walked away with over fifteen k. Yeah. Oh, good way to clear out the account. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last control of us. It's uh, something we can all aim for on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And we certainly do. All right, Ryan, thank you very much for that. Let's have a look at the multi. The Ned's NRL Punting Podcast Multi. All right, boys, I made a real assumption before round one and it's absolutely not my fault. Oh, it absolutely is my fault, I mean, for not checking. Have either of you placed a bet before (laughs) this NRL season? No. No. <laughs> Not any good ones. It's That's really no. Actually, Chris, I'm, I'm really starting to, you know, understand why every week you say your missus isn't a fan of your betting, honestly. <laughs> you know, I've done really well on UFC. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, well, when we start the UFC punting podcast. This yeah. is a rugby yeah. league podcast, So mate. I'm using my <laughs> UFC winnings to um, keep my account afloat because I'm losing everything in NRL. Well, I've got my – my son's got an account um, for him when he gets older and I've been using that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that, no, yeah, no that, is, that is absolutely not happening. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm still the only bloke to have gotten a leg home so far. You've mentioned that, that already. absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing. But uh, <laughs> I'm th- I've, I've got two legs home now. If, didn't I get if, mine my first week? Oh, no, 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 you I didn't. didn't. No, it – and I think yours in the second week fell over on Golden yeah, Point as well. Yeah, it Anyway, cool. no, no, that's yeah. a fail. Regardless, yeah, that's, that's how uh, it runs in NRL. But, gentlemen, you've got to fail to know what success is. Because <laughs> yeah. if you didn't have failure, we wouldn't know what success is. If so. I'm the only person that gets a leg over this week, though, you blokes are going for a spell and I'm just putting it together myself Wait, next week. a leg week. over or a leg up? <laughs> <laughs> i got a leg up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, you're going to kick us off this week. Where yeah, are we look, <clears throat> I've decided that I have a new theory. Um... <laughs> when a coach is about, about to get the sack, it's you got to back them. I'm going the Tigers to beat the Titans straight what? up. Yeah. Okay, no, that's great. <laughs> Good work, mate. Good work. It's, it's, it's either this or literally Michael Maguire's 
on the train, like next week, looking for a job. So uh, I'm back in the Tigers. I don't really rate the Titans at the moment. I don't think they're playing well at all. Um, last second half of last week was a disaster, absolute disgraceful performance. I think there'll be some mental scars carrying over from that. So the Tigers, get on it. As Ryan touched on before too, they're probably going to be missing a few key players this week too, and they just have not been defending this year. Mightn't be too bad at it's all. We're getting three dollars ninety for it. So. Oh. Beautiful. Not bad for one leg. Adding some value at least, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah indeed, yeah. And if not, <laughs> I just don't even know what to say. Speechless. You're up, second. <laughs> I've just gone, yeah, look, we've we've jumped around from <laughs> try scorers to 1 to 12. I'm just going purely the Broncos just on the nose. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm just going the Broncos against the Warriors. Because, yeah, I thought they had a shocker last week. Uh, I don't fancy the Warriors much. Uh, and it is. Sort of a home game for the Broncos. They get on a bus. They travel 20 minutes down the road. It's not really far travelling-wise. They get to stay home. They get to prepare the same. So, yeah, I think it's Morton Daly Stadium they're playing. So I'm going to go the Broncos over the Warriors. All right. Well, I ruined what I – I'm going Seagulls head-to-head. I uh, left my spiel in the last segment, so I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> the Seagulls to win. They're $1.45 to win head-to-head this week, boys. But just to recap, we're going the Tigers, the Broncos, and the Seagulls on, all boys. to win head-to-head. $9.16. I think it's gettable. It's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. yeah, let's okay. let's just ride it home. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all struggling for things to oh, say man. here. I mean, it's it's pretty hard being in the hole that we're in. Regardless, punters, our round four multi has already been built for your convenience. You can find it under NRL round specials at neds.com.au or on the Neds app. All right, punters, just about done for another week. Chris JYY, final thoughts for the round ahead. Actually, Chris, we'll start with you because you pushed this into Latrell Mitchell last week and he was absolutely enormous. He was, and I he's probably my favourite player to watch. I just love watching him. I love people who with that aggression and energy, and I really hope as much as it goes wrong for him sometimes, I don't want it out of his game. And as much as we talk, as I mentioned about Nelson earlier, I love that. Um, it's what we love about rugby league. So just on what you are saying before, I really do fear we're about to get a strong crackdown in the next couple of weeks. Um, please don't. Like, it's been <laughs> yeah. good. Like, the last, first three weeks of footy has actually been really good. So much better than last year. I was so frustrated as a, as a watcher last year. The first three weeks have been good. NRL, don't stuff this up. They always do. Drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my final thoughts uh, this week are just the Broncos. We're going to be – we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. I know Chris – I know me and Chris are going to have run-ins all year on this podcast about them, but i I got to back my club i got to back my club because I've watched too many people backstab them that have been a part of them sometimes. And hey, I've been off them for years, all right? Yeah, so. no, no <laughs> it's, it's fine, but I, but I have. And you know what? I'll never turn my back on them. Through, I've been through the last two years, so if I can make it through there, I'll be okay, boys. So the Broncos hot tip, I think they... I think I think it's going to be a shellacking on the Warriors at a week on the weekend at Morton Daly. I, I can see that, and just on that, I just want to also say that there's so many good people at the Broncos club. Like it was even for me as a journal, you, you're trying to be as unbiased and sort of distance from it, but seeing a lot of good people go through so much hurt those last few years has been disappointing. So I personally really hope that these people get to experience a winning a winning season. I think that's a very good point to leave it on punters. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review on your favourite podcast platforms. Hit us on the socials at NedsOz across the board. Enjoy the footy this weekend. And of course, if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. 
Thanks for listening to the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.